0: Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to zion.com. In this episode of the Nairn County Podcast, our director of football, Glenn McLeod, is joined by county legend, Gary Ewing to look back over Gary's career in the game. In this, the first of a four-part special, Gary will tell us about playing away at Hibernian for Nairn in the Scottish Youth Cup, moving to full-time football at Ross County to play under the late Neil Cooper, and zooming with a future England international whilst on trial at Nottingham Forest. We hope you enjoy listening to Gary's memories on this episode of the Nairn County Podcast.
1: Gary, you and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Nairn County Podcast.
2: No worries, Graham. Thank you for having me.
1: So, just want to see how things are with you. What's what you've been up to lately? Obviously, lockdown. The ticket to the boys will be a handful for you at the moment.
2: Oh, I just living the dream at the moment, uh, staying at home. It's tough going, but we're getting there. But the sooner the pubs open up, so I can ease back in my drinking, it's, to be, <laughs> you know, it's tough. But it's, it's tough for everyone. So. Hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel soon.
1: So I want to just take you back to your younger days, starting out in football. What's your earliest memories of getting involved in football, getting into playing football? Your father, Alan, was a great player with St. Ninion for many years. Did you have memories of going along to watch him as a youngster?
2: All I really remember from growing up was was football from from a really young age. As you say, my old man played for Saints. Um, my Saturday was normally going up watching Saints, sort of in the early afternoon, and then going up to county games in the in the later afternoon to get the second half of the Games. games. Um, Saints games I always remember were Heinz's dad. So Heinz's dad used to play for Saints. Uh, Tony Miller, his old man, was at Saints as well. So it was always like the three of us, me. A young Tony and, and Heinze always kicking a ball about um up at up at the showfield watching the, the dads play I guess. Uh, yeah. and then as I say, heading up to, to Station Park to to watch County. But yeah, football's always been a big part of, of my family. Um even with my mum. In some ways my sister, I guess her life was always um Kind of a little bit put on hold with my folks driving me about all over the, the country pretty much to, to play football. So, so yeah, it was a, a big part um, of my life growing up.
1: Who were the names and faces in the Nairn team at the time? You mentioned going over at Station Park to watch games. Do you remember any particular players from when you were young?
2: I uh, so uh, Sharpie was obviously playing. Who else would have been there? Dano, Johnny Davidson. Um, a few of the young boys as well. Craig Darby. Craig Darby was always, I think, one of the more promising Nairn players. He was, he was there as well. There was a few Piddler. piddler I mean, all of these guys watching them up at Nairn County or even down at the Riverside watching uh, the Welfare League football. Nairn was always really good for football. You were guaranteed games on a Saturday and and through the week you were guaranteed games down at the the Riverside as well. Yeah. And it was all those boys you were watching week in, week out. A lot of them played Welfare League football and then would go and play for, for County on a Saturday as well. And that's the way it was in there and growing up it was I think football was a lot of people's lives um, played it day in or watching it on the tv as well so yeah. but aye, a lot of a lot of the local faces um, that you would always you would always see on the Saturday.
1: You played in the youth teams at down from a young age who were the guys that were in these sorts of teams alongside you?
2: Um, so, the youth teams, I guess, it was a, a kind of strange setup. And since I've said to you that I would do this, I've been kind of racking my brains as to what the actual setup was. And I knew that the sort of under 18s was, was Nairn County under the 18s, but before that, it was, um, it was sort of under 14s and under 16s. Um, and maybe they were affiliated with in County, but for some reason, I always remember getting picked up at the, the community centre, Nairn Community Centre, and going through to play the Street League football through there. So from under fourteens, I guess we always that was the start of a, in my eyes, a, a really good squad of of Nairn players. Um so there was uh Stephen McClutchy, um, Stephen Willicks, Archie Scott, Stephen Penman, Derek McLean, uh Scholesy. like a lot, a lot of good, good young players. And as I say, going through under fourteens was was the start of the Street League games for me uh through Ness. Inverness teams hated us. There was Inverness Street League, so I think they all saw it as a wire iron playing in this. They shouldn't they shouldn't be playing in this. And under fourteens was I guess squad coming together, don't remember ever winning that match um, with the under fourteens. But then going up into the under under sixteens um, was when we started winning. Quite a bit of games, winning quite a lot of yeah. silverware. And I was a lot younger than some of the boys that I was playing and playing with. So even in the under-16s, I think I was maybe maybe just turning turning 15. So too old for the under-14s, but going up in the under-16s. And then as the under-16s, it was uh, Charlie Kennedy that was the, the coach okay. of the under-16s. You know yourself, Charlie, a, a really, really good guy and sad to hear of his, of his passing just the yeah. other week. But as a as a coach, um, I think if you asked any one of the one of the players that that played under Charlie, he was such a good motivator. Even if you won a game, you soon got brought back down to earth. Whether you were winning a game four or five, six, seven nil, um, you were soon told to get your mind on on the next game. A really good guy, really good coach. I always remember one one story of him. Um, wasn't actually to do with football. So he was a keen golfer as well, and uh, he was the coach of the. Like the Nairn Bar team, or the captain of the Nairn and Bar team, I remember playing against this guy from Forest, and I was I stepped off the fifteenth green, and I just won that to go three up with three to play, and I saw Charlie walking towards me, and I thought, oh, he's going to be coming over, pat in the back, got this, got this match in the bag. And he came over to me and he said, are you going to hurry up and beat this guy? You should have beaten him about six homes ago. <laughs> and I thought, well, that just sums it up. It was just, you think you're doing so well. And he just, he brought you back down to think that, right, you've, you've still got a long way to go in whatever you're doing, whether that's yeah. playing golf, whether it's playing football, whether it's, it's doing anything. Um, so, so no, I've got a lot of, Um, or my mum has should I say um, a scrapbook of a lot of good photos of of boys in in the youth team um, from sort of under 14s to under 16s in the street league with a lot of silverware and a lot of that is down to to Charlie but as I say I think a lot of boys would agree that he was a, a really good coach and I don't think half of us would have been as, as good a player as what we were without him as being being the coach with us. So no it's good it's good memories. Um, and it's it's good to, to think about those days, um, I guess when I've been thinking of doing this.
1: There was a memorable game away against Hibernian at Easter Road in the Scottish Youth Cup when you went on from from under 16s. What are your memories of that trip? I suppose it's a special one point a an SPL ground and especially for you as being a Jumbo?
2: Hi. So, yeah, so, again, the under-14s, the under-16s, so it's a lot of, a lot of the same boys moved up into the under-18s, so it was a really good squad and although you don't think about it then, you're you're just playing football with your mates, but you've, you've played with the same players for the last, sort of, six, seven, eight years going up into the under-18s and whatnot, so, it was good times, we had a really, really good squad, really good squad of players, and yeah, that, that game, so I don't know if it's still called it now, but I think it was the BP Youth Cup that yeah. it was called back in the day. I can't remember how how we got there, who we played to, to get there, but when the draw was made that we were going to be playing against Hibs. Um, as you say, being a Hearts fan, rubbing your hands at the prospect of, of playing against them, and playing against some really good players, again, back then you, you didn't know it, but now it was sort of Kenny Miller, What's the other boy's name? Um, there was a few a few players who went on right. to, to make professional careers out of it. Um, Kenny Miller being the, the standout one. And I, it was just a great day. We weren't expecting to be playing at Easter Road. And um, we got to play it, to play at Easter Road. So the first time a lot of the boys, and probably the last time that a lot of the boys got to play in, in such, a, such a stadium. Um, and we, to be honest, we made a good account of ourselves. I think we ended up getting beat about, I think it was maybe five or six now. I think the last three of those goals kind, kind of came in the last um, 15 minutes right. um, when obviously the professional side of it um, shows out for them. And then obviously the bus journey home, as with any Nairn game, <laughs> no matter where you're playing, a lot of underage boys on the bus. but we all had a, a fair scoop on the way home. And I, I think, if, again, if you ask any of the players, that was where a lot of us got our, our nicknames um, on the way home in the bus. So Hovis right. was the coach um, And again, if you would have played under Hovis, it's just a a laugh a minute with him. He's got a serious side, but uh, I think in general he was just a a really good motivator. Um, Always put a smile on your face whether you were playing good or playing crap. And I, it's where a lot of us, or every one of us, got a a nickname coming home on that bus journey. And to this day, I I think they've all all stuck. Um, Every single one of them. Some of them, I scarred my head as to think, what the hell is he called that for. But all the names are stuck. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a really good day out. I think everybody had a, a great day. Parents and all. There was parents. Um, took a, f- a good squad of people down with us to watch the game. So, so yeah, it was good.
1: You then go to Ross County. Tell us how that came about.
2: So obviously through the street league and that, you're, you're playing in Inverness week in, week out, and then going up into the, the sort of Highland League under 18s. I think at that time I was still only 16, I think. We're coming towards the end of, of 16 into 17. I hadn't, I don't think I'd signed s forms for Nairn at the time, and I'd been speaking to Cali. And obviously, we are playing in Inverness. There, Cali was kind of always looking for players. And then I think I'd played in a... It was a schoolboys Scottish schoolboys trial, and I'm pretty sure it was Danny McDonald spoke to me after after one of those games and asked if I wanted to go up and train at Ross County. It was actually myself, Gary Hanna, and I'm, I'm, maybe my memory is playing tricks on me, but I'm pretty sure two hoops went up to to County as well. So we would travel up every Tuesday, Thursday night. The dads would take a turn of driving us up. So Gar dad would drive us up, Nickol's dad, and, and my dad. And that went on for, for a while, um, and Nairn were still trying to get me to sign sign S-Forms there as well. But after discussing it with my parents, um, I was enjoying it going up to Ross County. I, I didn't think I would, just with the travelling and whatnot, but um, I was enjoying it going up. So I signed S-Forms with with Ross County and then just started playing, playing from there.
1: So were you straight in full time when you went up there, or
2: no, no, course? no? So left. So we're still in school, traveling up and forth, playing. So it was the development league it was called then. So right. you were playing a lot of teams from from down south, the Central Belt. So the Celtics, the Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, and all that. Uh, so it was a good development for me. They were they started up the YTS or the Skill Seeker yeah. project that was called then. Uh, so there was was it six of us. So there was myself. Um, Stephen Mackay, uh, Brisey McLeod, uh, Graham Monroe, Davy Calder and Gaz Stewart we all signed as uh, YTS uh, from there which was good and yeah just an eye-opener I mean a lot of us well the, we were six, 16, 17 year olds um, I ended up staying up in Dingwall so me and Gaz yep. Stewart uh, shared a room um, up in Dingwall so he, he became a sort of really, really close friend. I mean, we were all really close friends because we were all came through the, the development league for a couple of years um, with the, the five or six of us. So, so yeah, signed sort of Skull seeker or YTS contracts as it was um, back then, which was good.
1: So what's it like living in the digs? You've gone from living at home to living in digs for your teammates. Must be a few stories. I, it?
2: Yeah, um, it, was, it was good. Um, it was good. It took a bit of getting used to. Um, as I say, it was only me and Gaz Stewart uh, to begin with, because there was there was only a few of us taken on, and Sid and all that, they all stayed in Invergordon, so they could kind of travel back and forth, and um, wasn't too far from them. But yeah, just, uh, Gar Stewart, so I've, I've listened to the Cal, Cal Donaldson podcast, and he, he talks about his, his bad back, and Christ, did I hear about that bad back, <laughs> Jesus, um, I mean, it was it was a bad injury that he got, but... God, I was like, as living made, everything that I had to do was, oh, I can't get this, I've got a sore back. So, But no, it was good. Um, we had we had really good, I guess, hosts that, that looked after us um, in the house that we stayed in. I still kept in touch with them for... For years and years after that Um it was a really good setup that Ross County had they'd done their homework on, on making sure that the people we were going to stay with were a family they, they sort of kept kept our feet on the ground um, weren't going out partying until all hours um, like we shouldn't be and um, so no it was a, a good setup and it was it was good to to have somebody like Gaz, Gaz Stewart to I guess through that, that first year um, when we were both staying away from home, we kind of just knocked our heads together and, and found stuff to do. I won't share all the stories of the things we used to do, but you know it was good. It was good, and, and a time even changed. Um, there were there were moments where I thought, "Will I go home and kind of just make the commute back up and for?" But I think uh, Gary made it that little bit easier um, for the two of us. I hope I did made made it his his life a little bit easier during that time as well.
1: Yeah, you mentioned playing at Nairn and it was a lot more like just playing with your mates than the youth sitting there. How did you find the training and the standards going from that to Ross County,
2: the first couple of years at Ross County were really good. Um, so as I say, the boys' names that I mentioned, we got brought in. So Ross County weren't long, I think, in the professional league, so it was a lot of still Highland league boys that were there. So they hadn't all gone full-time. From memory, I think there might have been eight, maybe ten players that were full-time, and then the other guys were, were still part-time, so they were still just training Tuesday, Thursday. But because we were full-time, you soon... Well, I felt that you soon realised that you were becoming that little bit sharper to the boys that were coming in on a Tuesday, Thursday night who were still part-time. You could definitely notice the difference um, with the boys that were were coming in, um, as to say, still in part-time. But no, just a, a really good bunch of boys. Um, I mean, there was Connor Campbell, who was who was full time, but he was still quite young. So although he was sort of on, I guess, professional contracts, um, he still kind of piled about with us and um, being the YTS boys, because I guess we similar ages and whatnot. But like Sid said, uh, Graham and Brian McLeod, I mean, all of these boys, I think, at one stage have played for played for Nairn as well. Yeah, we all we all became really close. Quite friendly and yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good memories from from times with them.
1: Neil Cooper was the manager at the time. Sadly, passed away a couple of years ago as well. But he was a guy who, as a player, reached the top of the game in Scotland and he won European trophies with Aberdeen. What was it like working under him?
2: Yeah, no, I'd, yeah, as you said, a sad, sad news when to find out that he passed away. But yeah, a really, really good guy, an infectious, really infectious character, just. Always bubbly, always with a smile on his face. Even in defeat, as with any footballer, I guess you, you kind of you can sit in your defeats and let it fester for for days and days and days, and it, it kind of eats you up. But although it did with him, um, you kind of felt that on a Monday morning, it was a that was it. It was a clean sheet. You just get back on with it and, and get back into it. But yeah, just really infectious character. So many stories um, to tell for the YTS boys. It was good because we were always in first thing in the morning, quite early in the morning to do the boots, do all your um, tidying up duties and whatnot. But he was always in with you first thing. And I think that's where you got to see the the sort of best side of him, joking about. And on a one-to-one side of things as well, I mean, it was always hard when the older, more experienced professionals start coming in during the day and he, he kind of switches their attention to them, and, and rightly so. But from a sort of first thing in the morning type thing, that was when sort of the YTS boys, I think, got to see the, the side of him um, that, that I still remember. Um, the stories, the impersonating Alec Ferguson and whatnot, which is the, the cliche stories that you hear about him. But, I mean, they were they were funny. And no matter how many times he did them, you would always laugh at them. The first time I actually had met him was years and years before that my dad had taken me to a sportsman's dinner, um, a St. Indian's sportsman's dinner, and, and Neil Cooper was one of the, the speakers at it. Um, and again, the, the stories that, that, he, that he tells, um, just just really, really funny. But I mean, I was quite young. I can't remember how old I was maybe 14 or 15 I can't remember but um, I actually went up and got his autograph and then to then go on and for him to be my sort of first manager or gaffer um, then it was was a moment quite a moment for me he wasn't my hero because I wasn't an Aberdeen fan or anything but I guess that night just hearing all the stories and what he went to go on and achieve in his career. And then for me to go and be managed by him, yeah, it was it was quite a good a good point for me. But yeah, just a a great guy and, and a good coach. Um, and even on, even on the pitch and training, he would always take part in training and and be skinning boys that were ten years or younger. Um, yeah. So st- still had it in the in the training. Um, but just that, as I say, just a really babbly guy. Glad that I had that part of my life. I guess playing with him.
1: You then had a trial down at Nottingham Forest. Can you tell us how that came about and what all, what that was like?
2: Uh, yeah, so I, again, I think it was during the time when I was playing at the... It was like trials, quite a lot of trials for the Scottish schoolboys. And one of the trials was down in Edinburgh. So played in that and then just after one of the games, um, somebody came up to me and uh, it was a Nottingham Forest scout and just said that they would like me to, to go down for... I can't remember, I think it was two or three days... So obviously, took them to speak to my parents because uh, I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, so yeah, spoke to my my mum and dad, um, and then I can't quite remember how how quickly after that that it happened. Um, but they they flew me down to to have trials down in Nottingham Forest, and there was myself, and I think there was two other boys as well. One boy from Sel, one boy from Rangers. I think it was yeah. can't remember their names. So there were three of us in total that went down from from Scotland. Um, and had two or three days um, training and a few practice matches and that down there. I always remember we got put up and it was like a hostel type place where all the, the sort of players uh, met before the match the, the following day. Um, and it was always obviously all the the young Nottingham Forest YTS boys and whatnot. Um, and I got put into this room with uh, two young boys, well, there was one young boy to begin with and I was trying to get to sleep. And then the next, the next minute, another young boy came in and as I say, it was, it was dark, I was trying to get to sleep, didn't really know who it was. Um, and then in the morning, I wake up, we go through for breakfast and whatnot, go out for our training, play the game. And then at night, it was England against, I can't remember who it was, in a, in a qualifier. And Ian Wright comes on the pitch, I'm thinking, and everybody starts cheering. And look at these two boys that I've been sharing a room with. <laughs> and it was uh, Sean Wright Phillips, who <laughs> like, have no idea who it was. And they're all obviously always winding them up, saying, oh, your dad's going to score, your dad's going to score. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've just been sleeping in a room with two boys. I didn't know who they were, and it's Ian Wright's sons. Um, really? And they've obviously gone on to have a far better career than I did. But, yeah, it was it was a weird time. I was I was really young, um, as I say, I think maybe, maybe just turned 16, I think. Um, first time I'd been on a plane. Um, going down on my own first time really staying away from from my parents on my own so it was kind of a a weird feeling you want to do well but at the same time there was part of me thinking god I just want to get out here quick enough just to get home Um, so but again a a good experience um, and one that I'm, I'm glad I had
0: Non County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners Zion Energy click on Zion.com to find out more